Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy Notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals, just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back, Modern Therapist. This is the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and this is the podcast about all things that therapists face, sometimes their business stuff, and today's episode is diving into the world of online digital advertising. Any of us who are working through the pandemic have our small businesses needing to find ways to potentially reach new clients that we haven't had to in the past. I know for people like me, I've built my practice largely on in-person networking and some of those relationships. But as I get asked by some of the listeners of like, I'm ready to start a practice now. How do I develop a practice like yours? And I say, I don't know, because if we're not allowed to meet people <laughs> during the pandemic, I don't know, maybe like find some Google ads or some Facebook ads. And they're like, well, what works for you? And I'm like, talk to our guest today, uh, John Sanders from RevKey. This is something that he's going to be able to speak on way better than I am. John, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We are excited to have you here. I was so, I don't know what the right word is. Pleased. I'll just say pleased. I was so pleased when you reached out to connect related to the conference, actually. And I'm so excited that you're one of our conference sponsors. Thank you so much for your support. But just in talking with you and about RevKey and, and what your mission is, I, I'm really excited to have you to talk with our audience about this area that I think a lot of folks just don't know anything about and can be a real great way for people to market their practices. So we'll dive right in with the question we ask all of our guests, which is who are you and what are you putting out into the world? <laughs> so I'm John Sanders. I'm the owner of RevKey and I focus on Google ads for mental health professionals. Probably 90% of my revenue is generated by therapists and counselors who are looking to increase the size of their practice and get new clients either for themselves or for therapists who are working for them. I started doing this. I, I kind of got into this in a, a little bit of a, a natural way. My wife opened her testing psychology practice. And so I started running Google ads for her while I was also running Google ads during the day, doing a day job at a marketing agency. And over time, helping her, started helping a couple of her friends. And then in 2018, it just became my entire job. And I quit my marketing agency job and I opened RevKey and I haven't looked back since. Nice. I like it. There's a lot of mistakes to be made in buying digital ads rather than you know networking to a small community where people might be able to get to 
you know, your physical office or that kind of stuff. Now you're potentially advertising to the whole world. What kind of mistakes do you see people making when they're first moving into some of these online ads that if we can save them a few dollars here and there to be able to be more effective with them, what kind of mistakes do you see that people could avoid? Sure. So with Google ads, some of the most common mistakes are setting up what's called a smart advertising campaign where Google really does most of the work for you, but it really doesn't have a lot of options in terms of customizing different ads and trying to avoid clicks that you don't necessarily want. So if you're going to use Google ads, and and when we're talking about Google ads, we're talking very specifically about Google search ads. And those are the advertisements that appear on Google after somebody searches something. Make sure you're using the full version of Google ads and not not a smart ad. I'm not a big fan of their dynamic ads that just scan your website. You can end up with all sorts of weird traffic based off of that. We want to be able to go in and specifically say, these are the keywords that we want to target. And then we want to be able to look at the search terms, what people are actually searching to come to your website. A couple of other things that that I commonly see when people come to me who, who are running their own Google ads is not having any what are called negative keywords. And those are words that you put into Google and say, if this word appears in a search, do not show my ad. And probably the most common one that, that, that I see is massage. So I'll, I'll see a bunch of people say therapy near me, and they'll get a bunch of searches for massage therapy near me, which is what we absolutely don't want. And then probably the final thing is not really having a good way of tracking your results, not really knowing how many people are calling you because of your ads, not knowing how many people are filling out forms. And so you don't really know if Google Ads is working for you if you don't do those things. So all of a sudden, Google Ads just becomes you know a charge on your credit card every month that you're just not sure if you're getting anything out of it. So that measurement piece is super important. So there's different types of ads that I know that you work on. I know you do Google Ads, but you also do social media ads. And it, to me, it seems like most of these platforms are cost per click or cost for per view, or the more people are responding to clicking into seeing your ad, the more you're going to pay. And so it seems like there is some nuance there that would be important for people to understand what they should use, which one is is better for their practice, that kind of stuff. So talk to us a little bit about, and maybe this is way too big of a, a question, but as far as like, what does a good Google ad look like? Why should someone think about Google ads? And then also looking at the the social media ads and when that is potentially the right choice, the better choice, a good addition. You know, it's kind of like, what are we talking about here when we're saying digital marketing, uh, sure. online paid ads? Well, let's start with social media ads in this case. They are a very different animal from Google search ads in that If somebody searches you on Google, they are at least somewhat through their buying journey already to use a little marketing speak. They have already decided that they need a therapist. And so they type in something like therapist near me or counseling near me. And then, you know, we want to show them an ad that really deals with what they're looking at. So for example, if somebody types in anxiety treatment near me um, or anxiety treatment in their city, I want to show them an ad that talks very specifically about anxiety. I don't want a generalist ad. I don't want something that includes something about couples counseling or anything that's not related to anxiety. 
I want then them to click onto my ad and I want to take them to a page on a website that talks very specifically about anxiety treatment. I don't want to take them to a page that is a bullet point of services or a homepage that has a whole bunch of other things that they're not looking for. I want to take them to a page specifically about anxiety. And ultimately the goal is for them to either call you, fill out a form or go to uh, you know, some sort of scheduling link. And that's really the process when you advertise on Google that you should think about as every time you're putting in a keyword thinking, what page is this going to? And how is this going to be successful? And that's really kind of how you should write your ads and, and also be thinking about your website. You know, one of the things that we had talked about previously is that before you start Google ads, really getting a good website going is is very key and having what we would call service pages where you have a page very specifically for all of the specialties that that you do instead of having that page of just bullet points because that's not going to engage customers. Also, Google's constantly judging our ads um, and they're not going to really see that as a high quality landing page. And so your ads are going to get judged by Google for that. So it's really good to have those pages in place before you start advertising, both from a Google standpoint and also from a potential user standpoint as well. Yeah, you don't want to pay for something and send them to a website that then talks them out of working with you. Right, or just <laughs> doesn't have any information. And yeah, and I know that it's really easy to fall into that trap as you know, if you're just starting out and you go on WordPress and you put together your first website, to not include enough content out there, but really the, it's, it is it is very key to make sure that you have that content before you start trying to advertise. Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate upfront. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end -end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. You know, you talked about kind of being a certain way through the the buying process or the, or sure. whatever when they're searching on Google for a therapist. But when we're looking at Facebook ads or Instagram ads or any of the the, the social ads, like how do those work and, and what are, what are those best used for? So Facebook and Instagram ads are both run out of the same platform, and the way that you target customers is by creating what's called an audience, and this is a combination of behaviors and demographics and interest that people have. So you can say, show my ads to people who have job titles similar to therapist or something along those lines. And you can put in several different ones. 
you can also do it based off of behavior. Have they come to your website before? That is what's called remarketing, although that's going to get a little more difficult in the next year as kind of that cookie-based remarketing that a lot of people have heard about is going to start to go away. So you can target people based off of their age, based off of their location, based off of a particular interest they might have. And so it's really good to use social media ads when you have a very specific idea of who your audience is in terms of those demographics. If you're more of a general therapy practice, you're you're going on a little bit of a fishing expedition because you're going to write kind of a general ad towards a general audience. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we can't measure it in a lot of the same ways as a Google search ad where they're already so far through the buying process. You could end up showing ads to people who don't think they need a therapist or have never even thought about getting a therapist. And so then it's much more of a multi-stage situation where you're trying to get them to come to your website and then maybe you serve them some remarketing ads or you send them an email or something along those lines. And so I really kind of warn people that when you're doing social media ads to not necessarily hold them to a the same standard as, as Google, but also to think about a, a little more as a, an exercise in branding than uh, what I would call direct conversion. Until you're saying that direct conversion would be more likely if they have a product or a book or or some sort of like or an event, like something that's very specific, that's going to be a better social media ad than hey, do you happen to be ready for therapy right in this moment? And I've targeted you appropriately. (laughs) Right, exactly. And also with social media ads, you have to be very careful about the wording you use. For instance, you know, if you try to use the word you in in a Facebook ad, your ad could get disapproved because you're trying to talk directly to the customer, which Facebook does not like. And Facebook has- interesting. Uh, a number of rules around, you know, the wording and usage within uh, within your ads, and, and probably more rules than Google has on that front. What makes a successful campaign? You're talking about getting better results here. How do you interpret whether or not what you're doing is successful? You know, when we talk about it within Google Ads. If we are getting a hundred clicks for a customer, I want to see how many of those actually turned into phone calls, leads, schedule clicks, and look at that in terms of a percentage. Generally, I want that percentage to be at least 5%. So if 100 people click on your ads, I want at least five of them to do something. And then we also have to look at how much you're spending for each of those leads. And then ultimately, the most important thing is, are those leads turning into customers and revenue for you? If you get into a situation where you're spending $500 a month on Google ads, you want to make sure that you are getting a good return for for that $500 ad spend. And that's where kind of tracking it with, you know, your assistant to make sure that those people that are clicking on your ads are actually turning into clients is super important. When you're finding that people are not hitting like that 5%, what do you see as often kind of contributing to that or what kinds of steps do you look at to evaluate where things aren't converting? Sure. I think it depends on the, you know, where people are kind of dropping off in the process. You know, for instance, if, you know, if somebody comes to me and and shows me their Google ads account and they're saying, I'm not really getting anything off of this. 
and I find that you know less than one percent of people are actually clicking on their ads. That's usually an indication that you have an ad problem, or your ads are being served on search terms that we don't want. To go back to the massage therapy example, if you're advertising anxiety therapy and somebody types in massage therapy near me, your ad's never going to get clicked on. So that's that's one of the first things to to look at. If people are then, you know, if people are actually clicking on your ads at a, a relatively re- decent rate, which I would define as about at least two to three percent of the time, and they're getting to your website, are they spending enough time on your website? If you find that your average time on your website is from people from your ads is 30 seconds, they're not spending very long on your website and they're not seeing a particular bit of content that that they are looking for. Kind of the, the measure that I have for that is I want to make sure people are spending at least 60 seconds on your website. And to go back to the previous example of the service page that just has bullet points, if you're running ads to that, typically people are going to look at that and go, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then they're going to click off under 30 seconds and you're not going to end up converting that client. So there's a lot of stuff you're talking about that sounds pretty technical, which is, you know, <laughs> kind of monitoring the the click rate, monitoring, you know, and, and and kind of what percentage are people clicking and what percentage of people are are actually getting to the website and how long they're spending on the website. That seems like a lot to first off figure out how you can actually get that information and then also a lot to try to sort through like for our DIYers is it obvious if you're able to get a little bit technically savvy how to get that data so you can even look at it Google Ads has a lot of different menus in it and so that can especially if you don't know what you're looking for can be a little difficult in a lot of cases you're having to pull information from another program called Google Analytics which even if you're not running Google Ads, you should definitely have Google Analytics installed on your website so you can see how many clicks overall you're getting, how long people are spending on your website, getting information about about those individual pages. It seems like people need to have at least some some knowledge and have installed at least Google Analytics to be able to see some of this data. Right, and that's one of the first things that and is a common mistake that when people will come to me and they're, they've maybe they've been running their own Google Ads that they haven't installed Google Analytics or they haven't put on those negative keywords that we've talked about or you don't really have any of that measurement, which is not necessarily obvious in Google Ads. And in a lot of cases, you have to involve things like Google Analytics or even third-party programs if you're looking to track some calls. As far as some of the time investment to figure this kind of stuff out. And I'm guessing the monetary mistakes to try some of these things out, see what's effective or not. Is this worth a clinician's time to invest this kind of stuff? Or is this kind of one of those things where the best advice is have people who are good at this pay for their services and let them do their thing. We don't want them treating suicidal clients. We want them to refer to us therapists. (laughs) Is this honestly just something where it's a better use of a clinician's time to hire out these kinds of services? I would say for the most part, this is something you want to hire out. Much like I hire out graphics design or accounting. I don't like to do accounting. That's why I have an accountant. And I could spend my time and try to figure all of this out, but I probably wouldn't end up doing that good of a job on it as somebody who professionally does it day in and day out. That's not to say you can't 
I've had some very technically minded therapists, especially a couple of them that, you know, maybe used to work in IT and this is their, their second job. Those guys have been able to understand it fairly well, but for the most part, I would say most of the people who try this themselves, they fall into some of these traps that we've talked about and, and they potentially end up wasting a lot of money on Google that, that doesn't really lead to any clients. Yeah, I think to me, the financial downside of doing this wrong can be pretty high, especially if you set it and forget it. And to me, I feel like this is something that I cannot emphasize enough that if you can get it right, I mean, this is a way to have marketing just happening in the background all the time. And this is kind of what therapists desire. Like, I don't have to do anything and I get clients. <laughs> and so it's interesting because I think a lot of people are, are worried to invest. How would somebody identify a good return on investment for outsourcing Google ads, outsourcing potentially other paid online marketing and, and kind of what that would look like? Like, let's just say a solo practitioner who's wanting to start or grow their caseload, like what should they expect as far as being able to get something like this set up? And then what would that return look like? I think to answer that question, you have to start with what the average value of your client is, sure. what you're charging, how many sessions you're keeping them. And if you can look at that data and you can figure out, well, I charge, let's say a hundred dollars an hour, People tend to stay with me 20 to 30 sessions. So we have each customer being approximately worth two to $3,000. And then you have to think about how much would you be willing to pay for one of those customers? And so, you know, we go back to what we had talked about earlier, where let's say you're spending $500 on Google a month. If you can get one client out of that who's two to $3,000 in revenue, that's a pretty good win. And if you get any more than that, it's enormous. If you can be getting four to $6,000 of revenue off of $500 in advertising spend. And you also do have to kind of keep in mind, especially if you're, if you're doing therapy, you have to kind of think about that long-term return on investment of what that client is worth, you know, over their lifetime to you, as opposed to on a month to month basis. I think that that's a mistake that, that some people make and they'll say, well, you know, in month X, I'm only going to make X on this, but you have to not necessarily think about month one. You have to be thinking about months two, three, four, five, and six. Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. How long does it take to reasonably expect a return on this? That it, I hear clinicians who are like, oh, I'm, I'm hitting a slowdown portion of my schedule, you know, summertime slowdown or something like that. Now's the time that I should be investing in Google Ads. Are they going to see the kind of quick turnaround to fill up their practice with this kind of an investment? Or is this something that needs to be planned out even more ahead of time on something like this? The advantage that Google Ads and digital advertising in general has over, I would say, search engine optimization is that it is something that you can do and get on the first page. Like if you're a solo practitioner who's just gotten started. 
if you try to organically grow on Google, that can take six months to a year for you to really start getting some clicks off of that. The advantage Google ads has is you go tell Google, you know, show my, these ads for these particular keywords and you can get onto that first page really, really quickly. And really kind of that first 30 days for me is, is the period of where I'm figuring out in a specific market, you know, how much I'm going to pay for each of those clicks. And that's going to vary greatly depending on the market and what you are trying to advertise. If you're trying to do couples therapy in New York, be prepared to pay eight to $10 per click. If you're trying to do general therapy out in uh, a suburb, you might, you know, only pay three to $5 a click. And that is very much based off of who else is there who is trying to advertise to get an idea of that, what you need to be bidding on those keywords. And then also looking at those results. Are you, are you seeing the results? Are people staying on your pages long enough? Are they calling you? Are they filling out your forms? And that's where you start to, to make adjustments. And then over time, you will figure out, you know, I need to change the content on this page or I need to not advertise in a, a specific neighborhood that maybe is too far from your practice. And that's kind of the optimization process. And then also looking at, and I would say that this is probably the most important thing for the DIY audience out there is to look at the search terms that are causing your ads to appear. And if most of them are good, you're probably going to do really well. But if you see a bunch of nonsensical therapies, and and I see all sorts of different types of therapies that come up that we want to add to the negative keyword list. If you're spending a lot of money on things that aren't relevant to your business, it's going to be very hard for you to succeed with Google ads. One of the things that I'm hearing and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there's the initial optimization process of making sure that your ad was reading properly, has the right keywords, has good negative keywords. And then it's, driving traffic to a page that actually closes the business, so to speak, and gets people to sign up for a consult or call the practice or whatever, and to become clients. So there's there's a part that truly needs to be the therapist or the therapist with a marketing specialist on making sure the web page that you're driving traffic to is going to convert and going to be targeting the right people. And then also potentially really looking at what does your intake process look like? What does your call look like? You know, do you have, like, can you get all the way through the sales cycle, so to speak? But once you get that set up, once you have an optimized ad, you have your, your pages on fire, you, you close the call and you're getting clients, it almost feels like it could be a spigot that you turn off and on with Google ads. Because you'll, you know, I, I assume that there's going to be adjustments with algorithms and that kind of stuff. So there's still a tw- little bit of tweaking after that. But to me, it seems like once it's set up, then that process of the slumber slowdown that Kurt's talking about would be like, okay, well, we just need to, you know, about two weeks before we want to get some more clients, we just turn on the Google ads. Am I, am I oversimplifying that too much? I think it depends on the the practice. I think if you're a solo practitioner, I think that that can definitely be the case. I have larger clients who, if they've got 10 therapists and all of them get full, they go out and hire two more. And then, so those Google ads kind of continue ongoing. Um, or for more of your midsize practice that you know is four or five people and they hire a new therapist who is specialized in couples, then it's okay for these couple of months, let's go ahead and run ads for couples and marriage and relationships and really 
focus on those pieces. So I think that that really depends on the size of the practice, but I, I think that you are right in that for smaller practices, you can do that. It's probably the number one reason I lose customers is because they get <laughs> full, which is a, it's a high class problem to have, but it's still a problem. So you need more clients. <laughs> well, and one of the things I'm also working on right now is, is doing a search engine optimization product because that is the sort of long-term planning and is, is also another complicated subject of being able to help build practices over the, over the long-term. Like I said, that can take six to nine months for Google to really start recognizing your website with when they crawl it and saying that this is a high-quality website and, and should appear higher up in the search results. I think that ends up being a good plan where you start with Google ads and in the background, you're building the SEO. So it seems like it's a natural right. partnership for sure. Right. What kind of tips do you have, you know, spending the last moments here of the, the podcast here of how those two things fit together? I mean, you're talking about outsourcing this, but for clinicians who are trying to picture, okay, I've got the ads, what needs to go onto the website in order to keep people there who are engaged? Do I just like put a video that takes 45 seconds to load so that way they're going to stay for a minute google won't like that at all no and i don't if, if the video doesn't load i'm off that page in 10 seconds absolutely and google and google knows that i mean one of the things that when google's judging a landing page is not only is it judging you know the content but also like if you have images or videos that roll out really slow google is um, not going to show your ads as high up in terms of you know some of the other things a, a writer I, I regularly work with you know recommends that you have you know four to five hundred words on that page not only does that give google enough keywords to to grab a hold of and say okay that this is high quality for a, an anxiety search but also it allows people who are actually looking at it to go, yes, this is, this is what I'm feeling. This is, you know, this is what's happening with me and to kind of get them nodding their head and then, you know, hopefully getting them to take the, that next step of, of contacting you somehow. I think it's something where the hard truth for folks that want to get clients quickly, because I think I've, I've definitely had consulting clients that are like, should I do Google ads? And I was like, let's look at your website first. <laughs> And I think the hard truth is sometimes there is quite a bit of work that needs to happen before you really can take this into, into your marketing strategy. Because if you're spending money to send them to a website that does not reflect who your ideal clients are, does not connect with your ideal clients, and does not show you in the best light, it's, it's just throwing money in a hole and it's not actually getting you results and it can be very discouraging. And so there may be some work to do ahead of time to get prepared for the calls, to get prepared for the web traffic. But once you actually have that in place, it sounds like Google ads can be a way that you can really pretty quickly start building a caseload and the return on investment can be very high, especially if you, if you have a fee and a length of treatment, typical length of treatment that makes each client worth thousands of dollars. And, you know, even if you're only getting one client a month, you know, that still ends up being a nice return on investment. And usually I'm hearing people get more than that. Do you have a sense of like, if you've got a really good optimized ad, like, you know, and a, and a reasonable spend, you know, how many people are typically getting, like how many clients people are typically getting? Well, let's 
you know, take that hundred click example. And, you know, we talked about 5% earlier. Let's double that. Let's say, let's say you're doing really well and you get, you get 10 people who contact you. Then it gets down to that, that, that close process that, that we had talked about earlier. Yeah, are you, yeah. are you answering your phone is a common thing that I'll end up talking to clients about who I'll notice off of my call tracking software. They're not answering their phone and they're getting a bunch of voicemail messages, but if you can take those 10 leads and, you know, you can turn six of those into clients, you know, all of a sudden your, your return on investment, if you're spending $500, you know, you could be looking at several thousand dollars and potential long-term revenue. That's huge. And I mean, yeah. is is very hard to find uh, a way to do that anywhere else. You had mentioned the work that goes up front very often when people contact me, they'll say, Hey, I'd like to run Google ads. And, and, you know, I really have to tell them, okay, go work with a content writer, go work with, you know, a web designer. Let's, let's get your website in a good place before we try to run those ads, because otherwise I'm going to start running ads. You're not going to get the results and you're just going to get mad at me. And that's just no fun. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, much, I'd much rather do all of that up front and delay working with a client for three months. And this happens on a fairly regular basis where I'll refer people out and then they come back three months later and say, okay, my website's ready. Let's go ahead and run those ads. Yeah. And I would add, make sure that you have a conversation with someone if your close rate isn't what you'd like it to be. If you get a lot of calls and nobody becomes clients, there's other folks to talk to about that as well. And I think Google ads, especially once you put some of those tracking metrics on there, that makes it very obvious very quickly. For instance, I have some larger practices who will go through those call logs and they will, you know, really scrutinize those and, you know, potentially say, you know, why aren't these these people closing if if you're seeing a close rate of only 30%? You know, you have to start asking those questions about what's going on with the intake process that's causing that drop off. Where can people find out more about you and your services? Sure. If you want to know more about me and what I'm about, go to revkey.com. That's R-E-V-K-E-Y.com. And feel free to fill out that form on the website and I will get back with you really quickly because I, <laughs> because this is what I preach to people all day. Um, so you've, you've got to follow up on those leads. So, and then, you know, typically what I do is, you know, start with a conversation where we talk about their practice and um, how many people they have and, you know, what specialties they, they want to run for and then put together a proposal and send it over to them and, and, and hopefully start working with them. Nice. And we'll include links to that in our show notes. You can find those at mtsgpodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Kurt Woodhelm with Katie Vernoy and John Sanders. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code MODERN gets you two free months. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes.